0: You are listening to the SNC podcast with Fala Shade Anozie, a podcast featuring conversations with some of Nigeria's unique, talented, budding, and established music producers and songwriters. We get to know more about these creatives as individuals and discuss their creative process, sprinkled with some insights from a legal and business perspective. Today on the show with me, I have a singer-songwriter named Mayo that I came across thanks to Bella Ninja. Mayo is a Nigerian-born, UK-bred singer-songwriter. She began singing in school choirs, competitions, and concerts as a young child and penned her first song at the age of nine. Although Mayo had a deep love for music, she opted for a traditional career path and pursued a college degree. While studying at the University of Plymouth in southwest England, she honed her songwriting and keyboard skills. Upon graduation, Mayo pursued and settled into a career in finance, but she felt that she lacked what she loved the most, her music. Feeling that there was more to life than crunching numbers as an accountant, Mayo resigned from her job and moved to the USA to explore opportunities to pursue a career in music in Los Angeles, California. She enrolled at the Hollywood California's Musicians Institute to learn the art of vocal performance and music production and ultimately landed a highly coveted internship at UMG. Mayo has performed at different local events with her band around the Houston area and at the 2014 Giama Awards. This year, she performed for PepsiCo at the Super Bowl party. She currently has an upcoming EP titled Beautiful Journey featuring the buzzworthy single Can A Stranger. Mayo's genre of music can be defined as soul, pop, jazz with influences of worlds and African music. With that impressive bio, I welcome Mayo to the show. Oh my gosh, that sounded, I was like listening, I was like, oh my god, this sounds so
1: fantastic. That's <laughs> so humbling. Thank you so much, Shadi, for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here and uh nothing against you because but it's myowa, i guess it's myowa, like iowa from my original name Myowa, so it's spelled different so it's kind of difficult sometimes for people to
0: <laughs> oh so it's, <laughs> pronounce Ma- it. so it's so it's so it's mayowa yes oh okay
1: it's really taken from mayowa myowa, oh.
0: and so
1: i just took a few vowels out and i just you know myowa like, i tell people myowa, like iowa
0: Oh okay. Well, my bad. So people, you <laughs> know. Oh no, that. you're good. <laughs> it's Mayowa. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for correcting me. So, how's your day been?
1: It's been fantastic. I've been looking forward to you know getting this interview. I know it's been coming through. So I've had a good day. I've been at the studio. Just literally got back from the studio recording a new song that's going to be on my album. Um, and uh, yeah, exciting. It sounds good. Some freestyle.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's cool. Now, um for those who do not know you, can you tell them who is Maya? Mm-hmm. And I always ask what is your passport name?
1: <laughs> my passport name or my you know, birth name is
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh Mayawa Shobamawa, Shobamawa, which is uh originate which originates from Nigeria and um uh, Yoruba and Ogun State and Amijebu. <laughs>
0: yes why you talking so, like a okay that's the breakdown okay so, you're so that means you're very very sharp or miserly with money is that, is that true? To you?
1: i'm i'm giving <laughs> okay more blessed to give them to receive right
0: okay yeah, that's what you tell yourself. okay <laughs> okay so so your name is mayowa and then you come from a family mm-hmm. of how many i come from a family where i have
1: two younger siblings so three children three girls and My father and mother, and uh, yeah, just a cute little family. Okay, are you the oldest? I am. I am the first of three. Yes.
0: Okay, that's cool. Now, um, can you tell us? Can you tell us a bit about your musical journey? How that has shaped who you are as an artist today? Because over the course of my research about you, I read Mm -hmm. that you wrote, like I said in my intro, you you um, wrote your first song at the age of nine. And I remember yeah. watching the video um that you did a couple I think maybe it was last year or two years ago, and you said that it was your piano teacher who um yeah. inspired you to write a song and that song was used in um at the at the school. So if you could talk about that yeah. briefly, about your musical journey.
2: Well, thank
1: you first of all for even like reading up on me. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I've been When people say, like, they literally were born and they were singing, I think I was one of those, like, literally, because I remember organizing, like, little shows with my sisters because they also can sing, but, you know, I guess I decided to take that path of my career, and I really did write my first song around age of nine. It was... I remember I just had this tune in my head and I went to my piano teacher. He's no longer with us, you know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. so rest in peace. And I said, I have this song and I want you to hear it. And he said, okay, well, sing it to me. And by then I was taking piano lessons. So I kind of sang it and played it a little bit. And he was like, wow, this is fantastic. You compose, you're not only can you sing, you can actually compose. And he decided he was going to teach the school and then just like, you know, and 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 he told me don't give up on it and keep doing what you have to do. And so that started and I, you know, I was in school choirs uh, church choir and then you know eventually decided i really needed to take this seriously and so i quit my uh, you know i I mean i I studied accounting and finance i have my bachelor degree and all that masters but then i was working i didn't feel confused so i thought you know what i needed to take this serious so i prayed about it and i decided to fly thousands of miles from england and then went to the musicians institute in la Mm -hmm. and literally just enrolled in school studied vocal performance and um production and really that's how the journey started you know
0: um intensely okay well that's that's really yeah. brave like I know that you prayed <laughs> um you prayed but I, obviously I feel like at a certain point you felt like am I making the right decision especially moving to LA mm-hmm. so can you talk about yeah talk about because, because was like.
1: oh yeah it was I mean I felt it so strong like I was not really feeling fulfilled with what I was doing and I just like I just loved music I love music and between all that period you know I'd studied even just a little bit in, in London at the London Contemporary School of Music and just doing little things This so I thought, you know, and I, I even though, yes, I prayed, I was still worried, but there was that excitement. So I remember mm. when I, I said, you know what, if this is meant to be, my parents will be in support. So I remember telling them that day, when I did all my research, after my research, right? <laughs> and I called them and I said, So, um, I'm kind of thinking of going to America. And then not only that, I'm thinking to study music and they readily accepted it. So that was like my sign. It made me feel, okay, you know what? I got this. But obviously, moving to a whole year to really adjust. I'm desperate. I was loving school, but yeah, just that fear sometimes of what's going to happen. Is this, you know, you know what you're doing, but you're still like, uh, oh, okay, let's mm-hmm. see, let's see.
0: Yeah. yeah. As your parents, who are you know, obviously every Nigerian parent is different. Some parents are really supportive, but you know, did they say you're quitting your job in finance to go and do music?
2: No, <laughs> well, that's they,
0: that's awesome they 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 they, support.
1: they supported it, mm-hmm. they accepted it because I think they'd seen the trend. Mm-hmm. They they you know seen little things I'd like been doing, writing, and mm-hmm. the passion I got. Piano, I was writing songs in between that time, even in my university dorm room. So I would tell them, so I think it was no surprise to them,
0: mm-hmm. and that's they
1: supported awesome. the idea. So
0: yeah. I'm very grateful. That's because your mom's your mom and pops were supporting. Because I feel like cho- them, children, know, yeah, really, children need that support. Even if you're even if you're you're grown, but you're still a child to your parents, you know. And the fact yes. that they support you makes it that much more much more better for you. So, and so what instruments do you play? Because I know that you play mm-hmm. the drums and the piano.
1: Yeah. So the piano is like my main. That's okay. where I write my songs. That's what, how I you know warm up my vocals. So that's what I do. Piano is my instrument, and then I am. Uh, I can play a little bit of guitar. It is getting better. You know, I'm going to get to the stage where I can actually accompany myself on guitar at shows, mm. like completely. I do that now a little bit. And then I do play the drums. I haven't, you know, I don't, the drums I don't do that as often, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a skill that I do have, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do those three.
0: All these people that play different, different instruments. <laughs> I feel like the most I can do is like, I feel like I can make a really sick beat on a table and drum. That's I can do it. that. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I'm That's not like too to musically. Sorry?
1: That's how it starts, Shadi. Because you have Seriously,
0: serious. Because I went to Shagamu for boarding school. And yeah. I think I feel like do, during, um when we used to like, pass time because we were bored, at the dining yeah. hall, people would like make music with their knives and forks. Mm-hmm. And it was that so it. cool. And I can that still do that so thing. That is so organic. Yeah. And people yeah. use
1: that in recordings. Like I've had, I know someone who was actually using like even opening a bottle, like instrument station in their music. I mean, Mm. that is organic. It's Mm -hmm.
0: good. (laughs) Yeah. So I talked about you being a songwriter. At any point in time, did you consider just saying, let me focus on songwriting versus actually having singing added to that repertoire?
1: I've never thought about just focusing on songwriting because I feel like my most valued skills, if I have to put that, in, in, in such word would be my singing, so my songwriting comes from my experience and i'm I'm becoming every day a better songwriter. Mm-hmm. you know, I like to write with other people to make me better, so I've never considered just doing songwriting. I want to even make my songwriting better and um so that I can add that to a level where I'm not just writing for myself but're writing for other people but the act of actually singing and expressing myself through my voice by singing is. My main primary, like, you know,
0: focus. Now, can you shed some more light about your time at the Hollywood, California's Musicians' Institute, and getting an internship at um, UMG? Can you talk about what that experience was like coming from the UK to America?
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. So I did some research. There were a couple of schools out there, you know, Berklee School of Music, mm-hmm. but somehow Musicians' Institute. I think maybe because he said it was on Hollywood, I was like, "Hi, I'm moving to Hollywood." <laughs> so I, I did some research. I liked it, and um, I went out there. It was fantastic. People there were very nice. Like it. it we just felt like everyone there just felt like they wanted to learn music and, and and do stuff and and the cool thing i liked that school was because we did a lot of live performances so not just like sitting in the classroom learning ear training like you're actually performing and singing having showcases networking and, and you know i even had the opportunity through that to sing at a um, just some really good opportunity like to sing alongside stevie wonder at his benefit concert um mm don't remember what exactly that year, but that was through that school. And even at graduation, I was chosen among so many people to perform Mm -hmm. with my band at graduation in front of like over like a thousand people. Mm -hmm. So it was just a great experience. And then we had every opportunity to be able to intern. And for some reason, you put your cards down, you don't really know where you'll be put. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be put uh, at Universal Music uh, it was the distribution side of things, the Christian department. And that's how actually I met my manager, Rhoda mm, Lawrence. And cool. through that opportunity, I'm forever, ever grateful for that. And um, that's just how it started. And the rest is history. Mm. I did learn production, though. I forgot to mention that I learned how to produce songs, Logic, and, and you know, for six months. too. So it's a really, really good time of
0: learning. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. Do you feel feel like doing that helped you make a much more seamless transition to becoming a full-time artist? I think for me personally, Mm -hmm. going to school made me
1: feel much more at ease. It made me feel much more confident and comfortable because I learned the act of being able to perform live and doing Mm -hmm. things that now I have my own band. And the only reason I was even able to have the confidence to set my own band is because I learned about setting up a band in school. So I feel like for me personally, going to school helped me get that confidence to do things that I may not have just, I may have taken longer to do on my own because I'm like, "Eh, I don't know, how do I start? And people ask that. That's why people ask questions, you know, and then now I have that, I can teach other people. So school is what gave me much more of a confidence to do things in a shorter period of time than I would have if I hadn't. That's just me,
0: you know. Okay, so I wanted to ask you this question this was based on something that i watched i think a few days ago it was at the southwest um you know they just had, they just had the oh, yes. southwest by South, southwest, southwest yeah, South, yeah. i yeah. was like, SS, was yeah. like i think i just call southwest. it s yeah <laughs> just like seriously i'm so ashamed of myself but anyway, now rogers gave the keynote conference and um he talked about how he became more open-minded as a musician when he was younger based on what his jazz teacher told him and what what he told him about how top 40 songs there is something about having a top 40 song being at the on the top 40 list because it speaks to a million people and i guess that interaction with his jazz teacher caused him to reflect and ask how can he write compositions that will have depth and meaning to people just as regular pop music now it's just mm-hmm. something that you struggle with as a songwriter especially because your sound is not poppy it's more mm-hmm. of the auto- yeah so can you talk yes, about that
1: very much so i won't i mean yes it is uh it is uh something that i think about all the time because you're right the top songs out there usually not all the time usually are the ones that are very catchy and you mm-hmm. know good melody and it may not necessarily, you know, be what you would think that taking years and years and it could be. So for me, uh, because I'm I'm somewhat not in a box, which I'm I'm okay with. I've come to realise that I think Being able to realize that I'm not trying to put myself in a box is my first step into knowing that I can still create great songs and, and, and eventually they can, they will still get to, you know, the top 10 or top 40, because there are a few people that have done that and it happens. So I think for me, having that realization of knowing that I just want to create great timeless music, regardless of whether it reaches the top 40 or not, pushes me. And, and if it gets there, then it gets there. But, it will still reach the people it's supposed to,
0: you know if yeah. that answers your question no no, it does it does because like at the end of the day, I think what he's what he said was you know you have to make music from your heart. And there's nothing wrong with having a song that gets gets on the top forty. You know, I feel like it's he said not. just his, his his interaction with his um jazz teacher opened up his mind because I I thought that he said that he felt he was more snooty to the top yeah. forty songs. He's like, that's not that's not real music. No, but um, there are a lot of
2: great
1: songs that come out from top forty because they have great melody and great mm. and there's some timeless. I mean, there's a lot lot of songs that have been in that category and they're still fantastic and great
0: and mm-hmm. not just one hit wonders you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay cool so you could you 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 know I feel like that's good to hear a singer as someone <laughs> uh, share that same sense yeah true. I feel like especially for the I'm Niger- hearing that myself yeah especially for the Nigeria market whereby like you know you have a different yes. sound um, but like yeah. I think that we see that the, the, the tide is changing and things are gets people are be, mm-hmm. being more exposed to different sounds yeah Um, they are
1: they're loving the alternative and they're embracing it now which is a very good
0: time Mm -hmm.
1: you know for people like me to be out there
0: yeah definitely definitely. now when writing a song how do you know when it's done and it's time to stop tinkering with the song or are you like a Kanye that feels like the song can be perfect (laughs) like you keep on going like there's no time to stop so when for you when do you know like okay this is done I need to put it away and move on to something else
1: I think there's two parts of that. So for me, when I first start composing and I get the melody and I finish the song, I'm like, yeah, it's fantastic. I always, always end up letting somebody hear it, either my manager or my keyboard player, because I know that there's tweaks to it. So that's like my first day. So once I've finished myself, I'm like, mm, I know it's not there because I don't feel yet I'm, I'm particularly a hundred percent like oh yeah this is it you know it'll get there so I let someone else hear it now when it comes to the recording part of it that's when I'm like ah there's always that twist but that's why I like I love working with a producer who is an actual vocal producer because then they're the ones who help give me that portion that okay you know what is good because sometimes you tweak too much and then you lose the sincerity Mm -hmm. and the and, and the feel of the song because you're like oh I need that perfect no so I've learned that and I think with time you learn that but I think being able to have people by your side that like, okay, seriously, it's fine. Yeah. helps. And you feel it too. You feel mm-hmm. it. You just know you're being greedy or extra, you know, like, oh God, that note could have sounded better. It's not going to sound better because you just keep going and going
0: forever. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that's the common thing that you hear from people who write songs or even, who even produce songs is that if you try to do too much, you actually yeah. end up losing the essence of what was, you, will. you know, or there originally.
1: You really would. Yeah, that's why sometimes some people go in and do take one take and they're like wow i love it that's it we're keeping that one like it happens to people sometimes
2: mm-hmm. okay. even
1: with musicians yeah
0: yeah so you're you're kind of on the category of like half and half you're not you don't you don't try, try not to do too much right yeah. yeah but
1: then you don't want to do too less like yeah what? too less, right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you put out like a crappy record you're like why didn't they're that like, yeah okay oh,
1: that's not up to par. yeah, yeah. I'm very- okay.
0: <laughs> okay now so how long does it take you to write a song
1: hmm. do you know i don't have no maths for that like i've written a song for instance a song I have four four letter work. I literally wrote that in one night, like from top to finish. And there are times I've written a song where I've started the verse. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, and then I'm like, I leave it down. I'm not feeling it. I come back after two weeks, so I don't really have a timeline. It just depends. Sometimes I I hear a full on melody and I'm doing the chords out, and I just have to wait to put the lyrics on. Or um I yeah, I think it's only once that I've actually finished a song to end lately. Mm. Where it finished it in like less than like maybe five six hours i'm like wow because i was super inspired and that day i remember i was sleeping and i f- just hearing this melody and it'd be something i've been thinking about writing the words you know i was spinning around with the word four letter word and once i got that inspiration i ran to my keyboard and just and it just came out flowing like Ugh. like <laughs> it just yeah literally yeah, yeah so yeah i don't have a particular timeline
0: Okay, so so that in that particular experience that you just described, it was like the song fell from heaven or something.
1: I think it fell from heaven, because, and then people love it, people actually love it, so I'm like, this is something, like, give me more of those
0: my <laughs> <laughs> like, Lord, can we you, you know do this more often? <laughs> ah, yes, it felt good, it really did that's really cool to hear. <laughs> um I'm reading this book by this songwriter, and she literally just described exactly what you said that there was a particular day she was at she was i think she was taking us back through her experience writing being a songwriter in her early <laughs> days and she remembers vividly oh, when she wrote one of one particular song that became a huge hit and she was literally at yeah. her um um at her um, keyboard and the song just she felt like fell from heaven so she said that i she think hopes. so yeah i
1: think uh, that happened. are you a singer yourself
0: singer mm. you think, can't song you hear writer? my voice can't you hear my no, voice you sound now? lovely
1: actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's I just lovely for I know you just it's, love good music
0: yeah i love yeah it's lovely for sing it's lovely for speaking not because i tried to i tried to sing really i tried to sing in secondary school they were like i was even in the choir i was even in the auto auto um auto, oh, auto auto park, park, but yeah. they were like it's not really working
2: <laughs> i think you sound
0: fantastic thank you okay um Okay. but you want to feature me you know we can we can work we can talk about that after, after you
2: know
0: okay so um as a songwriter how do you avoid using the same words or repeating the same themes rhymes or patterns when you write a song yeah
1: that's one thing i don't know how other songwriters do it but yeah sometimes you know there's google is your friend or sometimes you're like trying to figure out how is the best way i can say this without sounding too cliche like for instance, you want to say, let me give an example. I'm just trying to think from the top of my head. I really mm-hmm. don't know. Um, um, I, gosh, I'm trying to think. It's just about that. Like, maybe you want to say, um, I feel your, I feel you around me, you know, like this, like, okay, yeah, I feel you around me. Maybe you could say something like, um, your. are um, I smell the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, let me not mm-hmm. make something. Up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. rather than, you can find something else to say, rather I feel, I feel you around me, like, I, I, I sense your, breath around i don't know something yeah, so it's, yeah. it's you know sometimes you play around sometimes you just can't so sometimes it's okay to be simple mm-hmm. and just say I feel you're around me you know it's a yeah. bit of a, of a you know back and forth thing yeah. that you have it. and
0: you feel like reading and google helps in diversifying oh yeah your, your for choice. me
1: because i read books i read books I read uh I, you know I listen to a lot of songs too and and then you She's trying to Google, in terms of Googling words that are like synonyms or, or words okay. that rhyme, that helps, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's this belief that in writing lyrics, songwriters should adhere to the pop songwriting structure whereby words are only there to serve the melody and the line of a song has to have a certain number of syllables and the syllables Mm -hmm. in the first part of the chorus should should repeat in the second or else the melody in the first and the second verse sounds different and that's not a good thing what do you think about that?
1: yeah i think trying to if you're trying to do like an actual precise pop song yeah i can work but if you're doing something like that's got some soul or jazz to it even like reggae sometimes you know it's i feel like trying to make it just fit that standard then you're losing your creativity Mm -hmm. you know because i actually do have a song where i actually don't have a bridge and i'm Mm -hmm. like well do i have to have a bridge but it it feels so right it feels so good and it just doesn't have a bridge but i think it's good to have the regular you know Uh, verse of course then your chorus and your pre-chorus whatever but in Mm -hmm. terms of actually lyrics being rhyming to fit exactly it's great but i think that if you feel like it's not and you really want to say something or you want to add this extra lick it's okay Mm -hmm. you know because then you don't want to lose that creativity or that thing that could just take it to the next level so that's my take on
0: it though yeah okay well that's that's an interesting take i know like i said different people have different perspectives and it's always just good to get uh, a variety of um responses to that now if someone should ask you how to describe if someone just says you know what i need um i'm not re- I'm, i like music but i want to understand more about certain terms in music how would you yeah. go up someone so the person should ask you how would you describe the melody groove rhythm bridge and hook of a song how would you describe that so let's start with melody
1: I feel like I'm about to take an exam right now. No, just saying some people don't it. really understand no. what
0: that is. Yeah.
1: Yes. For me, melody is is I think melody of a song is that feeling that you get from the song. Mm-hmm. I think the melody is that thing that takes you to through different stages of that song. You're like because when you're like, oh my god, I felt that song. I think you're feeling like the melody, whether it's through the guitar lick or you're singing, I think for me melody is like feeling that thing that takes you to a happy place or a mood moody place or a sad place. That's, for me, what the okay. melody is.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a journey. What about, yeah, what about the groove?
1: The groove is like the feel, like not the, well, like the rhythm. Well, I guess you can't say rhythm because it is. Groove is really like the beat of it, you know, like the, the 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 how the how fast or how slow the timing makes your body move. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the mm-hmm. groove. When you're like, oh, I love the groove of that song. It's like, you're trying to say I like the rhythm. I think they're very similar, but it's like almost a different feeling. I think groove is like, it's something embedded that's more like soulful, really. Like it's in you, you're feeling it from your soul, you know? Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what about the bridge?
1: Oh, the bridge is always something that takes you from like, you're like, okay, this is great. The bridge is, I think it's, it's like you're going from one bus stop to another bus stop. So it's like, it's taking you to just like, you're still part of the song, but just taking you to a slight different direction so you can feel something different. You can hear something different. And then it's like, okay, let's just do that roundabout and come back. So that's why I feel the, the, the is, you know. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: like
1: a bus stop or like a roundabout that you're going around and
0: I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm back here. Yeah. yeah. But can you see your, your, your explanations? You're, you're saying like it's an exam. No, it's really simple, you know. So I, I like your <laughs> explanation. Some people, you they, are going to give me like rocket science. I'm like, it's not that deep. They're like, it's not that deep. Just <laughs> give me some of really that. Yeah, really, yeah, okay. And then what about the hook of a song?
1: The song It's like the part that everyone's waiting for. It's like, it's the part that takes you to like, Oh, this is what the song's all about. It's the part that
2: tells you what the song's all about,
0: really. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. It's but you different. know, because everybody, everybody has a different way of explaining some some people feel like oh, that they can't yeah. even put in put into words what those mm-hmm. concepts are. Um mm-hmm. even though they're even though they're proper definitions from them. But I just wanted to for people who may yeah. not have an idea of what oh, yeah. you know that is, let them know. So um that's why I yeah, had to right. ask that question. Yeah. So this year, I, like I previously mentioned, you performed for PepsiCo at the Super Bowl party, right? Yes. Before I ask you what that experience was like, who are you rooting for? Cause you came from the UK. So were you rooting for? Mm, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. like, Whatever I don't really one. care. <laughs> <laughs> no one. <laughs> so you were for, like, on the Patriots or oh, the pac I I mean, and... I,
2: I
1: watch American football only during Super Bowl. And, but this time I didn't even get to watch it. Um, just, you know, I was busy,
0: but um yes. No, 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 no. no. I, just wanted, I just wanted to find out, you know, because... I, I, I really don't have a team, to be honest.
1: I really don't have a team.
0: Okay. No, no, no. It's just, you know, like... You know how sometimes you're not really into a sport, but then you start watching? And then maybe yeah, a particular player... Reason. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, for some reason. This time I had no expectation. I was like, well, whoever wins will win. I, I really did not. like when... But this time I didn't really have any expect expectations or uh who to...
0: You know who yeah. was going to build to win? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, so can you talk about what that experience was like? Yeah, it was very
1: humbling. I was very excited. Uh, I felt very well taken care of. Uh, apart from getting as much goodies of Pepsi product that I wanted, <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, you know, I even got to meet the VP, the the president of Pepsi. League, you know, he actually stayed to watch me perform and get thumbs up. It was such a humbling highlight. Uh, of my year so far because it was just very humbling that they would actually cho- choose me. And it, they actually decided because they saw Kind of Stranger, which is my debut single online, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. felt, you know, this would be perfect for their private party. And I, don't, I don't, just I guess talking about it right now, I'm still a bit tongue-tied because it was just very humbling. The music was great. The band was good. The sound, the light, just the hospitality from everyone. It was just fantastic. That's awesome. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, I felt 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 like that. I'm
0: so grateful. Next year, Super <laughs> Next Bowl year. itself. Definitely, <laughs> Amen. Putting that putting that into prayers <laughs> to the Lord. Um, now Amen. just to go back, I we'll get to kind of Stranger later, but just to go uh-huh. to um your set your set list at the at the PepsiCo um Super Bowl mm-hmm. party because I watched the video. Um mm-hmm. you sang Shade's sweetest sweetest sabu Yes. Okay. Yes. Now what inspired that choice?
1: So I love Shade. Okay. I love her art. I love the way she performs. I love her sound. And she's one that I always will always put in my set because just her grace and she's just somebody that I feel like I can relate to in terms of my own sound.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and I do love that song. So it's just it's just one of my favorites, yes. Okay.
0: And what about um? I I believe I saw you performing um moves like a moves like Jagger. Oh, moves like Jagger.
1: Yeah, because yeah. sometimes I'll take a song that nobody would expect like me to sing, and I just like do it my own way. And I did want to do that move. Well, I created my own move, like move like Jagger <laughs> move. But yeah, um, and I wanted something a little bit more upbeat also. So that's one of
0: the reasons why i chose that very very cool because i just wanted to get the um get an insight (laughs) into into how you picked your set list especially when you're trying to market yourself to a new audience do you tend to pick songs that people are more familiar with so that they're able to key more into you as an artist or you just sing your own songs that you yeah for
1: it depends for that particular gig uh you know it was a mix and um they had they wanted me to do to be me and you know the kind of vibe and soul pop jazz feel and so i had to choose songs that i felt that would still carry the audience and still be mm-hmm. me and still and they can still hear my voice mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. The songs yeah
0: yeah I, I, yeah because i felt that even just seeing you perform like because there's this there's this i guess jay-z quote that you hear that he says that um uh, as an artist you have to be bigger than the song the song well, can never be bigger right. than you because if uh, the song is uh, bigger than you, that's a problem. Um, And I thought that just even seeing your delivery and how you perform those songs, you definitely came through. So more power oh, to you on that. You. Yeah, more power, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Made it, you made it yours. I and mean, I think as an artist, that's, that's always the key. You want to make any song that has been sung by other artists, you want to make sure that you give it your own delivery and you put your own spin on it. So you're shout right out to you thank for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Now, can you talk about how you met Cobams?
1: Yes, that's the is interesting many 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 years back um I was uh watching Turning Point and he was on Turning Point talking about his story and I just kind of looked and I was like you know what one day I'm going to work with him because I I just you know just I don't know I just said it like I'll work with him and then as I was looking for different producers work for different producers it just didn't work right it didn't feel right and all along I just kept remembering his name Cobham's so I did some more research. I was like, oh, okay. So he did Asha. He did. I was like, oh, these are the kind of people along my lane. And this would be perfect. And so I told my mom. I said, please, I, I'm, I'm in America, but I really need to get hold of Cobbins. And so she actually drove to his studio, requested to see him. And Cobbins was so humble. He was like, ah, someone's mother is here. Let me go. So he went down, got to meet her. Mm. And he said he could feel my energy through my mom. He could feel my, it was crazy. And then he'd heard one or two songs. And he said, you know what? I will work with you. And I went to Nigeria and just, I mean, now we're very great friends. And mm-hmm. even with his wife and his family. And that's really how the relationships started and happened.
0: Yeah. Because I, 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 re- I watched the video that you said that. I was like, you know, I want to hear her tell that story. Because your mom, that, that is, that is what, that's is that's what you call it, gangster mom who supported I know, like, right? You know, like, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to drive there. You, he's going to see me. That's awesome. And he, he went with
1: the, I was like, really, is that was going to happen. She actually went. I was like, wow! I was impressed. Yeah, I'll do that for my child.
0: No, but, but like, that's what, what you. That, but that's persistence, now. Like you know, per, if you really want something, you have yeah. to give it. You have to go one hundred. You know, there's no okay. half ass in it. Um I okay, so. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Momsi. <laughs> shout out to Momsi again. Um, So you said your first experience was at the Grammys and it was also with Kobams and his wife Ojewala, right, last yes, year? Yeah. Yes. So what was that experience like as well?
1: Oh, it was fantastic. It was so good to be able to share it with them and go with them. And I remember my manager, uh, because, you know, the thing is, before I left England, I said, one day I will attend the Grammys. One day I'll be nominated for a Grammy. One day I will win a Grammy. So when she called me that day and she said, oh, would you like to attend the Grammys? I said, my dreams are coming true. And so it was fantastic. And she, you know, we both immediately thought about, you know, why don't we share it with Cobham's and his wife. And they happened to be in the States. And it was fantastic just to feel the energy in the audience. Everyone that was fantastic, lovely. It's not like what you watch on TV. It's just, it's just great because you're among other singers, other songwriters, and then you're seeing how well it's organized. And then even the after party, all the food and the dessert and drinks mm-hmm. and just having a great time and just meeting other people. It mm-hmm. was a great great humbling experience
0: now we're still 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 on Kobams you co-wrote your lead single kind of stranger with him yes what was that collaborative songwriting experience like for you
1: it was fantastic Kobams definitely makes me a better songwriter he definitely has made me a better songwriter he was the one it's like he just understood the sound and what I wanted to say and and he just would listen be like, you know what? This is what we should talk about, and this is how we should say it, and this is how you would want to reflect it because this is how you're saying it. He said, we'll just sing like you and be you. It was just great. It was no hassle. We didn't have to argue or like, oh, my God, I don't like that word. Uh-uh, no, change that. No, it was a very smooth writing process because he understood me, and I just loved working with him.
0: That's great. So you feel like as a producer, he's one person who understands you as an artist and you, the, the direction you're trying to follow or chart yes yeah.
1: yes definitely yes okay. and he's right. very versatile
0: yeah and you also value the importance of collaboration because some people don't oh, but you seem oh, to value God. that right
1: yeah because you have to know what your strength is for me i'm all about putting out great timeless music so if i'm going to put it out and i know it's 95 percent by myself why because other people are going to suffer from from listening to what I'm doing So if I can make it that 100 By collaborating with somebody I will do it
0: Now let's just give the people a, um, a sound Of what kind of stranger feels like, okay? Okay, fantastic I'll come back to you, alright
2: Okay A place up in the sky never wonder why Time just passes by Can I find my And the red lights, can I just...
0: What kind of stranger sounds like, and can you tell us what was the inspiration behind kind of stranger?
1: So, that song, it was just talking about my time in London about how you know sometimes I was just like, Why can't just things be the way they used to be? Facebook, this song was actually written many years back, like before, and it just got released. Like, we wrote this song, I would say, I think 2009 or 10. It's a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. And I think I was just like, oh, things are changing. Everyone's on Facebook now. No one really wants to talk. Why can't things be the way they used to be? Like, you walk. And then I have a friend who, he died from being stabbed. It was a horrible experience because then they were doing a lot of stabbings in London, you know, Mm -hmm. with knives. So it was kind of like saying, can I look over without, you know, being scared? Can a stranger lead you home? Like, things were changing. So it was me trying to put awareness out there, but in a light way saying, look, guys, like, we all do it. Don't get me wrong. We all busy and you know but let's try and find some focus like can you really be beautiful without Botox or anything I mean it's not judging anything or anyone it's just like just let's think through and can you find friends without Facebook I mean I do I've met fans and people through that but it's just being aware and not letting that take over your life
0: yeah no I agree I agree I feel like even when you go out to dinner I mean I feel like my friends even call me out like Shadi we're here put your phone down I know you're doing. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah, so
1: like, sometimes I have to remind ourselves.
0: True, very, very. Just exactly, it's constant reminders of like, you know, you're you're with friends, you're with family. Put your phone down. Whoever's trying to email you, you will get to that later. So that's a like
1: seriously, like if you got lost right now, like even I started relying so much on my GPS. I'm like, I feel like, can I get by without my phone? Um, I should be able to. We did it before, so it's kind of like, okay, it's all right. Sometimes, if you leave your phone at home, don't freak out; you'll be fine.
0: Very true. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> let oh. me just backtrack on that. Not really sure about that, because <laughs> yeah, time no. and I got lost. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're like trying to read maps, like yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But to be, you're right though, because I actually I had to use oh, my brain. Right. Yes, yeah. I had to use my brain. I was like, okay, the bus stop is here. You know, so yeah. So I'm yeah. That's actually true. You're right. But if
1: you're somewhere, you have no phone, can't reach no one. Like you have to figure out ways. Like God forbid, but you know, it's just being aware. Really. I mean, we're all guilty. I do it too. Mm -hmm. You
0: know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, that's so. That's that's a that's a that's a lovely song. Thank you so much. You're welcome. One of your past performances, I think, was at the Shine Bright. Mm -hmm um excuse me rally but oh. you were performing and you, know, you had these little girls come and they seem really oh. interested in what oh. you, how you were performing so my, my question is that as a singer how important is it for you to have an amazing audience who gives you like positive vibe and positive energy because sometimes you just you see some artists performing and then the crowd is so dead <laughs> i'm like oh. oh my gosh so how what, what what does that mean to you as an artist oh
1: my god it means so much that is probably one of my greatest joy when I perform because for me it's all about expressing myself whether it's girls little girls or boys or daughter or, or grandmas because I feel like if I'm there and singing my song my word, I need to leave it all on stage you know and I want people to feel something and be different because that's what happened to me I want them to feel what this music is doing to me so for me that's important I never ever and I hope that never happens want to be on stage and I'm just singing because oh I just have to sing because yeah they called me to sing no I remember when I was watching Amy Winehouse, her documentary, and she really wanted to start doing new songs, and doing the same songs were good, but she was like, I want to give the audience something now, something different. That's huge. You know, you want to let them feel it, so that's that's a big part of me for performing live. That's why I love to perform live, mm-hmm. that energy of feeling them. And if the audience is feeling like dead, I feel like maybe you're not projecting something enough for them to feel your energy, because... It's all about energy, music is energy.
0: Mm-hmm. But have you seen some Nigerian crowds? How about even the artists oh, are getting 200% and they're just like sitting not like, Really? And I'm just like, Why are you here? Go home. Yeah, I don't know if it's a culture
1: thing, but it does happen. But you know what? I remember some, I, I someone told me at first, Oh my god, they're just gonna look. And I was so scared doing my this is many years back, doing my first performance in Nigeria, thinking they don't know me, they don't know who I am. But they were actually receptive, so that goes back to my theory of if you want to do something, you can. You can break an audience's mood mm-hmm. by just letting you feel the energy and the, and the and the. Of course, there's going to be times when you're worried and, and nervous, but if you can feel it, they will feel it.
0: Yeah, I watched your experience as a 2016 panelist on Silverbird Television Nigeria, and yeah. I don't know if you remember this girl called Uluwa Tobi. <laughs> I, that- I was dying. <laughs> my, was it my face? Not you. Look like, well, it wasn't even your face. It was. It. I guess that leads me to my. God. It was the way. It was a girl's delivery, and I'm like, sister, it is not yeah. by force. Now, like,
2: just God. chill,
0: you know. So, my God, because even the other judge, one of the the other judges, I think to your to your left, like, not not okay. not JJ, the guy beside JJ. Okay, he's like, um, auntie, take it easy. <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> she was very fast. Yeah. Very, she very, fun yeah. You know exactly. So it just got me thinking. That sorry, she was very passionate. About yeah, she was. But the even though the passion, you could see the passion, <laughs> she wasn't able to effectively communicate that to mm. the you know to the judges. Mm. So that uh-huh. just got me thinking that as a creative person, how do you ensure that you are not doing the most? Mm. You know what I'm trying to say. Like how do you ensure yeah. that you're not you're not doing too much? You're just doing just what is enough. Just-
1: Do you know what? I think it's with experience and preparation, because whatever you do, even just like you, what you're doing, I think if you prepare, uh, but preparing with the the aim of not going in with so much nervousness and overthinking, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So I think preparing without overthinking is key. That's what I would probably say.
0: Okay. And then another question is, how do you also walk the line? Because uh, you know, like I could even see you—you even trying to be like very kind to her. How do you ensure? How do you ensure that you don't break someone's spirit while still giving them constructive feedback? Oh,
1: that's huge! Because look, I've been there, and I'm all about supporting, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to be realistic. But I think there are ways to tell somebody, you know what? Yes, you're cooking. I think you can try other things. Why, what, instead of cooking rice, why don't you try? cooking oats because oats is softer and maybe that may be another avenue but you can still cook that's 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 Mm -hmm. my point Mm -hmm. you know so there were other places that she could possibly do or maybe all she needed to do was take a deep breath so i think it's about not what you say is how you You say say it it. you know that's important and key and because you never want to break anyone's spirits and so they can still rise up and go do something it may not be that particular thing but they may want to do something else Mm-hmm. So, we should always watch how we say things. Yeah. You
0: know. Very true. Very good. Like I said, I, I felt like I could get, I was, I got that, I got that from you because you, you, I think you told her to like freestyle. Some, oh, some other yeah. guy. You're like maybe you should freestyle. And they're like, I'm um, next. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, you're right. I did. I suggested another avenue mm-hmm. and they told, they said no. You know, yeah. Because you want to give people, a second chance,
2: mm-hmm. but just
1: still not breaking the screw. But then, oh, why don't you try something?
0: Because that mm-hmm. isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even if you're going to say no, ultimately, I feel like the person would walk away feeling like, okay, maybe I didn't suck as bad. Or even if I sucked, like the judge yeah. was kind enough to be, you know, so, you know, yeah. was, was let me down nicely. It's
1: about being compassionate, Exactly.
0: It? Exactly. So <laughs> thank you for being, but
2: I just... It just <laughs> but it was funny, though. I was just like, auntie... <laughs>
0: okay it was funny. let me stop laughing as <laughs> it was just too funny too funny okay let me oh, stop laughing well. being a mean person um <sighs> so one of my other questions i have is that you started out doing a lot of covers so you've done yeah. covers such as skinny love by the american indie folk band bon ivor you've done a thousand years by christina perry you did Ten Thousand reasons by matt redman stand by yes. me by ben king um, yes. Kiss of Life by Sade, Without You by David Guetta and, um, Usher. And you also have, you've also done Love Song by The Cure. Now, were those strategic decisions that you chose to go with, especially trying to get your, your name out there? Cause some people go the alternative route of singing their own songs and writing their own songs. But you, like I said, that was initially before you, um, people got to know who you are as a singer. So was that a, yeah. just, was that a strategic choice for you in c- doing covers?
1: Yes, for the most part, because I wanted people to understand that I could sing Mm. and sing songs. I wanted them to hear my tone. So I chose certain songs that were more not really upbeat. They're just more like with the feel, the melody, the the, the expression of the song. So, yeah, I was doing that so that, you know, and it was just also to get myself some more confidence and let people also have a build up was to start to get used to my voice. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yes. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of aligns, because uh, I, I, I asked that question for a reason, because I feel like that aligns with something that I think Clive Davis always says. Like I've read mm-hmm. that he says, it's important that as an artist who's trying to get your name out there, you sing songs that mm-hmm. have been sung by other popular artists, but put your own spin Before. on it. You know, so that people can see and showcase your your range and see that oh mywa can actually deliver on a different type of song and that was what I got from watching you perform. Thank you so
1: much. That means a lot because that's that's what I was trying to do, you Mm -hmm.
0: know. Get my voice. Yeah, especially like um a thousand years because i'm a huge christina perry fan I, you I like that one yeah. yeah yeah i think she's like super awesome so I'm like, oh my awesome. god someone else like, like
1: what was it i heard her voice her song first time on um so, so you, you think, think you, you can, can, can
0: dance, dance yeah. Jazz, yeah. Arts, I, Right,
1: I, that was what broke her in mm-hmm.
0: that was yeah oh, i think everybody heard i think everybody in america like right? i was like oh my gosh because that, oh, so that, yeah. that song was so amazing yeah 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 she's like exactly. super super awesome okay now you submitted a video audition for season 12 of America's got talent
1: yeah i was trying to audition for. The, you know I, you know you watch all this reality show it was like oh my god try this try that try that and i didn't want to try the regular american idol all that so i was like yeah. you know what I'm going to try something eventually. I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Try something that was in a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's talent, but I thought if I go with my band. Yeah.
0: Cause you're your band.
1: That would be different, you yeah. know. And then there could be a, a space out there and I could be understood and I could do it right rather mm-hmm. than going through the mundane. Cause I've never been one to try and get on reality shows, but I was like, let's just try and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, no, it was really good, <laughs> and we got quite far, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. It just yeah. wasn't meant to happen yeah. that
0: way. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> like not winning, not winning a, a show is not any. It's not an. It's not doesn't indicate someone's level of success. Exactly, so, yeah. it's just about exposure I... ultimately. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, quick question: Do you have a publishing mm-hmm. or record deal yet?
1: Not at the moment. I do not have a record deal at the moment. I am actually. Um, at the moment independent and working through my independence, I want to get to the place where I am strong mm-hmm. with my independent mm-hmm. brand so that the record label will find me rather than me finding then,
0: them. Then, yeah. And you have more bargaining power and you're able to bring them exactly. to the table. That's no, then it. They say, Maya, give us your arm. You're like, um, oh, really? But, uh, no, how that about not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um, and you also have a lawyer-manager accountant?
1: Yes, I do have, I have my own entertainment lawyer and I do have my manager, Wardah Lawrence. Um, she is my manager and you know, if you ever need to contact her, you can contact, you know, contact me, contact mm-hmm. her, contact mm-hmm. me through her, mm-hmm.
0: you know, okay. and
1: it's on my website. So it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. There's her emails out there.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. I just feel like it's important. Like I, I always say every time I do an interview is that like, we need to have the right people managing the um non-creative aspects of an artist career and not having the artist have to be manager you know singer and it, it's true even know. i
1: even also have a publicist and it's important to just have a. I have a small team but they're really working
0: mm-hmm. alongside
1: mm-hmm. with me and yeah. it's great yeah. yeah
0: that's really um that's that's good to hear uh what are you currently listening to oh do you know lately i've been it's, it kind of changes i've been listening to a couple
1: of People, I've been listening to a, a Nigerian artist called Aramide. Oh. I've been listening to Ed Sheeran. I always listen to Ed Sheeran yeah. anyway. Um, and then, uh actually, lately, I got introduced to a girl called Brittany Cole. that mm-hmm. that's been playing in my in my car actually. Uh, so those are the current ones. Like this last two weeks, I've been listening to. yeah.
0: Okay, okay, that's cool. Have you heard Ed Sheeran's new album yet? Yeah? No, I heard a
1: few songs. The first. Uh, I got the whole album. This one, I I, I I think what caught me is that I was like, he played Shape of You at the Grammys. It's like, yay. So I need to get the album, but I haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. I've just been listening to it on uh, Apple Music.
0: Yeah. Okay. Me neither. I need to get on that. So that's a reminder yeah. to myself. But anywho. Um, I know, right? yeah I love but, it. <laughs> your favorite Nigerian artist and songs at the moment. I know you mentioned Aramide but in your yeah,
1: domain. I love Aramide's her whole album suitcase is fantastic yeah, like super. I've been jamming that like sometimes I' jamming just like, hey, mm. um I mean there's so many artists out there too. I like asha, I love asha a lot, I love Nekka, um mm. uh male artists, I still love two faced that's never going to change. You know, there's so many people out there but bears, you know. Yeah. There's another guy out here in Houston, his name is Bills too. He's a rap artist and he's fantastic also. What is it?
0: Bills. Bills, okay.
1: Yeah. He's okay. Really, really good too. Uh but this yeah, a couple of people out there, but I think lately the one that's been on my playlist has been Aramidis. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Now Oh, there's even another guy I came across and his sound
0: is like really nice. It's
1: his name is Sticks and he he's he has a really good like he even sing in
0: Hausa. Oh, Well, I think and someone has, to, I think my friend mentioned sticks to me. I I think I've heard that name somewhere before. I yeah, think so. I should check him out. He's yeah. got a new
1: song coming out, Lambert, that's going to be really
0: off the chain. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Sticks. Okay, cool. I, I think I've heard that somewhere before. Okay. Now mm-hmm. we're almost done. We had the fun random yes. questions portion. Yay. Yay. So, what's the dumbest thing you've ever cried about, Tamawa?
2: Oh. Hmm
1: trying to think. Dumbest thing I've cried about. don't even remember when last I cried. So I'm trying to think. That's <laughs> think good. <literally laughs> really
0: good. Like some Do of you know,
1: I mean, I'm sure I cried about lots of dumb things when I was young. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to say when I was younger.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, <really> I remember. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. If you could get away with committing a crime, would you? If I could get away with committing a crime, would... Ooh, you know what? The one thing
1: my friends always tell me is that I'm one of those that have, like, con- like conscience. Like, even if I got away, I think that my conscience would just haunt me so bad Can that I will probably this? be and that goes to, goes to confess. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I, I I don't know. It's not like I'm not, like, deep and stuff, but that's what they, my friends tell me. I really do. I'm one of those with this, like, heavy conscience. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> I feel
0: like I used to be that way but then the war corrupted me. but then you're like
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's what I'm saying it could happen I'll get away and then like a week after I'm like oh.
0: yeah you feel bad oh, yeah <laughs> I feel you I feel you now um if you if you if you could be on the cover of any magazine which one would you choose and why
1: Ooh, you know what I really like the fact that essence you know um you know um celebrates you know especially like you know women of color and stuff like that but there's so many essence would be like a good one definitely there's so many great ones to out there it could be even elite you know a fashion magazine mm-hmm. too because mm-hmm. i you know i love fashion mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: i think anything really that showcases beauty
0: yeah. an expression of beauty inner beauty and
1: outside beauty would be a good one but i would love essence
2: okay
0: now i must be psychic because my other question is what fashion trend do you wish could come back Ooh, i've always loved
1: those baby doll dresses even though they have kind of come in and out but it's funny whenever i'm going out and i want that vintage look i'm always like something baby doll like so i didn't even have to think too much about that one but i would love the baby doll
0: um, doll. yeah okay now if someone um wrote your biography what do you think the title should be
1: Ooh. the one who never gave up i don't even know that sounds like that could work or my <laughs> I, don't I
0: can't even think right now okay but the one who uh, never gave up
1: yeah or that sounds like it's about me it sounds selfish i would like the bio to be kind of talk about me but still relatable to the world so you know, let me see it could probably be my beautiful my beautiful journey that's it use my album as that my beautiful journey
0: Okay. Now, uh, if you could choose one age forever, what age would you choose and why? Choose an age? Yeah, an age.
1: Oh, um, maybe twenty-three. But then again, I don't know. But then again, I've heard that fifty-fives are good. So I, but maybe I would choose twenty-three. <laughs> so random. Because that's choice. the age that like, I really started discovering, like. Mm what i really wanted in life Mm -hmm. for
0: sure yeah okay so 23 cool i know that i haven't really asked about your album but can you talk about beautiful journey what can we expect from you this year because i know that it's coming out soon apparently right that's what you're working on yes
1: i am working on my album so excited it's beautiful journey it's going to be a journey of like when i say beautiful journey it means the good the bad the ups and downs the love the heartbreaks the 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 rejections everything it's just a journey that anyone can get through so it's going to be great it's going to have that soul pop jazz feel but there's going to be a little bit of some african feel to it you know uh some freestyle in it it's just going to be i want every song on there to be a masterpiece so mm-hmm. i'm really excited I'm working with great people and great songwriters and i want the world to really hear it and feel it so yes okay. beautiful journey
0: and what producers are because i i watched a video that you said that you had recorded four songs with kobams yes so I, I
1: i actually have five songs with cool okay and then the song's
0: uh, going to be on the album
1: yeah yeah they're all making it to the album oh, right okay. now the ep is called beautiful journey but it's going to transition to the album and okay okay so it's yeah and then you know i work in walk productions there's a few other people you know that's still in the works with and um it's just good i just want to make great music and just let that beautiful journey be like one masterpiece album yeah that i know and and to have that international feel to it so Mm -hmm. whether you're in africa europe or america or asia you can still love it
0: okay and when do you expect that it will be released the aim i
1: don't want to put too much of a time frame but i expect to be released towards the latter end of the year
0: that's my that's my plan yeah So are you going to yeah. release any other singles besides
1: um, yes uh, there's one that's coming out I've been putting little trends here and there it's called Ololu Femi and it actually okay. it's been played a few places in, in a few radio stations in Nigeria already mm. and the video is going to be coming out so um, that that's going to showcase a bit of my uh,
0: african side okay that's that's, you know like it's also a strategy that you you want to get yourself out there you you also have to connect with the market you can't be Mm -hmm. trying to sing you know Nigerians can be very very vicious you have to find that balance exactly okay cool and then the name beautiful journey what inspired that 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 name for the for the for the ep slash album
2: yeah,
1: so it really is, there is a song actually on the album, it's called Beautiful Journey. It came again, I was chit-chatting with Colmins and another lady, and I was just talking about everything I'd been through, and I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, it is, it is my beautiful journey, regardless of what it is, and and that word just struck to me, and it struck to Colmins, and was like, that's it, let's go write the song, and I was like, you know what, yeah, it's my journey of music and my life just transitioning, it's been a beautiful journey because... Even through the tears and the sweat and the, and, the, and the good times, it's a journey. And what's going to be the final product is, will be beautiful. And I want other people to feel that about their lives too. Like your journey at the end of the day, just think of it being beautiful. Regardless, we have to go through those things to get to that final destination. Yeah. So that's the aim.
0: Okay. Well, that's beautiful. Um, Thank you. Like you talked about Kind of Stranger is out. It is yes. not available on all digital online platforms for people to purchase and um download videos on YouTube as well yeah yeah. Yeah. so um for people who would like to stay up to date on what you're doing can you give them your social media handles
1: yes I hope you guys have enjoyed this thank you Shadi once more yeah Mm -hmm. definitely follow my journey on social media twitter facebook instagram everything Music. m-y-o-a-m-u-s-i-c And my website is com, and um if you just Google or just Google M Y O A and you'll find me and definitely feel free to send me le- uh, questions, letter and 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 whatever it is, and I will, you know, love to respond. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's my music on Twitter, Instagram and um also on Facebook. YouTube, right? On Facebook. YouTube. Yes. Fantastic, yes. fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, thank I had a lovely time Same here You were very
2: fantastic Oh no Thank you so
0: much Thank you everyone And next week We'll be back with Either an awesome Producer Or songwriter I'm trying to kind of Still decide But you know We'll be back with Someone special in the studio For sure Bye everyone
2: It was the 4th of September It meant to be but I sat on your seat.
0: The SNC podcast is produced by Shade Anousier and Tommy Wafaumi. To ensure you don't miss subsequent episodes, you can follow the show on its various social media handles at the SNC podcast. So that's T H E S N C P O D C A S T. And that name is universal across Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes, and Mixcloud. Alternatively, you can follow me on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. So next week, cheers.